Hello and welcome to Freelance Party Broadcast. I'm Jess and this is Faye. Hi. Today we're talking about late payment, the issue that affects pretty much every freelancer we have ever spoken to. We're lucky to be joined by Ryan Barnett, Economic Policy Advisor for Ipsy. Hello. (laughs) Ipsy is the Association of Independent Professionals and the Self-Employed. A bit of a mouthful. So Jess and I actually work with Ryan and what the listeners can't see is Ryan's choice of outfit. (laughs) So we regularly have to pull him up on this, don't we, Jess? Do you remember the Conor McGregor scene? (laughs) Don't get me started. I wasn't actually briefed about this. (laughs) So if you'd like to see Ryan's outfit, be sure to check out our socials because there will be a picture. So Faye Freelance and Jess Freelance on Twitter. It's not as bad as that jumper he got from the charity shop that ended up being the team hoodie of an under-11s baseball team in America. It was basketball. (laughs) Thank you. So what was it? What jumper did you have on when you came into work that day? It was a fuchsia and yellow (laughs) jumper belonging to an insurance provider from Kentucky called Janice Mathis, who may have worn this jumper in the late 90s, according to her photo. Right. Yeah. So it was actually our Canadian colleague that had to tell you the jumper you were wearing because you just thought it was a trendy jumper, didn't you? Define trendy. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Ryan. We could talk about examples of your funny clothes all day. Cheers. (laughs) But let's get on to the important topic of late payment. It feels like the biggest problem that faces freelancers in the UK, but how big a problem is it? I think uh, that's a a fair statement because it's a problem that affects freelancers and people who are self-employed across every single income group, regardless of your background, regardless of what industry you work in. Um, Ipsy Research has come across figures to suggest about 20 days are lost in a working year. 20 days? Chasing late payment and, yeah, it's a massive issue. So what does that involve? Like, what are they doing in those 20 days? Well, I mean, you're emailing people, phoning them up, asking when am I going to get paid, um, having to deal with the admin, and it has knock-on effects as well. So if you're not being paid on time and your overheads are quite tight... Um, and your profit margin is quite tight. You might not be able to pay other clients because could cause other problems. You know, if, if you're or if you can't buy some kit or something, you know, it's a serious problem. Yeah, and realistically, that's almost like a month that you have lost just trying to chase money that's yours. Mm. Yeah, can you imagine exactly. if that happened to us? So, like in our office, like if finance just decided that they weren't going to pay us that month, you can't even imagine like what what would happen <laughs> on the twenty eighth. I'd be lost. I'd yeah. be so lost. So. You said it's a problem that affects all industries. Mm. Are there any industries that are particularly affected by it? The first one is probably the creative industries. And that's more to do with, it's a kind of cultural issue around... So if you say you're in a a band as a musician or you are a designer of some kind, you will often come across people saying that they've done some work and either beforehand or afterwards, the venue or the client has said, well, you know, this is good for your portfolio. This is good for your exposure. We're not going to pay you. So we'll just give you this instead. You're not being paid late. You're actually just not being paid, uh, which really should be outlawed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a problem because in the creative industries, a lot of what people do, they maybe started out doing as a hobby. Mm. And therefore, like maybe it's hard for the freelancers to define when they should start asking for money but also for you know people who might not be used to contracting people to do a bit of artwork they might think oh I know someone who'll do that for free because they're my friend and therefore not pay them and that's just so wrong. Totally. And um, I'm not saying, you know, our accountants aren't passionate about their work, but this is when it comes to creative industries. If you are a musician yeah. or an artist, you probably very much enjoy what you're doing anyway. Yeah. It's very, very important to you. Yeah. And often, especially, I mean, I've been in bands and played in venues for like oh, a fiver and a few drinks. And 
you kind of take it on the chin because you're like, oh, cool, I'm finally playing in a pub. I'm, yeah, because yeah. uh, it's, it's more of like a hobby almost because you actually are, you do have a passion for it. You are more likely to do it for free. Mm. But I think that it is a bit cheeky what they do though, isn't it? Because realistically, it's like, like you said, like as a musician, you do it for like, what was it, a fiver and a pint? I'd mm. be happy with that. But realistically... <laughs> but realistically, you could be getting 80 quid, you know, and then yeah, that's, exactly. your bills, that's your gas bill paid. Yeah, yeah, it's more than just like a hobby. It is a side hustle and you should know your rights so that you can actually claim your money for that. Exactly. Because as well as exposure is good and fantastic, yeah, it's almost like a credibility to you. You do need to be able to actually earn money from this because it is... Yeah. Nad fab, what a way to make a living. I think like a, <laughs> an important point is is that a lot of freelancers don't know what they're entitled to. Totally. What are your rights as a freelancer it if is, someone pays you It is you annoyingly vague. Um, so you can, there's a there's an act, I think the 1998 yep. um, <laughs> Late Payment, late payment commercial, commercial Debts and Interest Act, I think it's called. And I think you're allowed to apply 8% interest on uh, anything over 30 days or over 60 days and um, if you are being paid late. One thing also coming to mind in the earlier conversation around the creative industries, again, because of the cultural thing around it, if you are being paid late, yeah, it's great. You go back to a client and say, I'm going to charge you extra, right? But you're in a band Mm -hmm. or you're a designer. They'll turn around and be like, well, we won't be hiring you again. So, you know, even if you manage to get the money off me, you're not going to get any more money, you know. And it's a a horrible, never-ending cycle. It's that awkward thing about not wanting to chase them because then they might not hire you again and then you're... You know, if you if you really enjoyed the gig or, and you'd like to go there again, mm. you might think, oh, just I won't be as harsh. I won't say anything when really like you should. It's Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, no, you're your right. Job. But so back to like the questions, like how can you actually avoid that? We've got the late payment of commercial debts mm. there. But what else can you do to avoid this? Well, as an individual, I mean... You know, you need to look at your contract. You know, again, the creative industry there's areas where you might not be signing a specific contract, but you really should. And and your payment terms. There are apps available that could potentially help even out if you say if you are being paid late, but you know you're going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are, um, giving you a bit of a buffer. They almost. kind of spread out the payment so that right. it comes in almost as normal income okay. if you are getting it paid late, and then it might be easier to manage your money. But you need to set your terms, and, and sadly, you need to be you know. Not enough people are aware of what they are entitled to or any rights they might have. You need to yeah. probably go out and find out exactly how that is and under, try and understand it. But I think a lot more could be done. Ipsy campaigned a couple of years ago for the Small Business Commissioner, hmm. who's recently stood down. Yes. Uh, there's been a place like a man called Paul Apple. I think they're going to hire permanently in December. But we originally called for that role to come in, you know, someone to really oversee small businesses and their finances and, and how to help them thrive. And uh, but we still think more could be done. There is a scheme in New York, which has been very successful. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But it's after 30 days, companies get hit with a massive fine that comes right. from the state itself. Should. And that fine goes up after 60 days and then a company could be blacklisted. That's something that I've heard being spoken about when we when we talk about late payment. Um, that traffic light system where mm. you can oh, start... Yeah. yeah, could you explain what that traffic light system is? Because our listeners won't have heard of that. Well, obviously, so well, everyone knows what tra- how a traffic light works. But <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. You yeah. hope so. Um, you know, if, if you're a, a good company that's paying people on time, you'll get a green certificate or a green certification. Right. But if you start, you know, because, you know, business is tough, whatever size a company might be, 
things do happen and you may not be able to pay a client on time because you're waiting for uh, money from somewhere else. Often right. late payment can affect any any business of any size, yeah. but it has that knock-on effect. Yeah. You're being paid late, you're going to pay other people late probably as well. So in that sort of circumstance, you could see a company getting, or a client of any kind, getting uh, an amber. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they're sort of getting a bit of a warning, HMRC or whichever government department is the small business commissioner is looking at you you we're keeping an eye on you you need to do this you'll be sent like a letter of warning but then if you keep doing it and you're definitely a repeat offender and it's obvious that it's more about your poor working practices and respect for your contractors you'll get a red and at that point you'll get fined heavily so will this ever will this um that kind of legislation would that stop companies getting freelancers into work with them because you know, if, if they're a day late or something, they might have these massive fines and absolutely they should pay them on time and that should be absolutely encouraged. But is there a worry that it could stop freelancing? Well, it, it's it's a gradualist system, right? So, you know, if you're a company paying people and you might be a little bit, oh no, I've, I've paid you late and you, you handle it very well, you mm-hmm. tell the client, the, uh, the contractor, this isn't your fault or it might be your fault and you explain why and you say, I'm going to try and pay you as soon as possible. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Perhaps. And then, you know, pay them the interest that they are owed. Um, you, you might even be in the green section. It depends. And you can slow... If you end up in the red section, it's pretty bad. Yeah. But look at it... It was what you said earlier, Faye. If you weren't paid on time by your employer, you could go to... Uh, like a tribunal A or tribunal something. or something, yeah. right? Yeah. But that doesn't really operate for freelancers in the same way. And then so, you can end up paying more trying to get your own money back. Well, exactly. And that's what a lot of people probably end up doing. But yeah, if Ipsy didn't pay me or us on time, that would be a serious, serious problem. We'd and you be can get straight people... down to Linda from finance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Where's yeah. my money, Linda? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where freelancers can't really do that because for us, we know it's it's not our fault. And if we weren't paid and there was, you know, it wasn't because we'd been sacked, you know, we, we would have the right to go up to our manager and say, you know, sorry, I haven't been paid. I need to be paid. And they'd probably pay us the next day. You'd hope Whereas so. Yeah, free- we'll, we'll be yeah, very reasonable about it. Yeah, at least. Freelancers often don't work in-house, do they? So they, might, they don't even have the opportunity to go up to the finance department and say, I think there's been a mistake here. You can't do that. You would then have to make that awkward phone call that they might ignore. You might have to send them an email. And, you know, your last resort would be turning up at the office. And that is so confrontational. And therefore, most people just wouldn't even dream of doing. Mm. So it's difficult, isn't it? Like, mm. how do you even go about starting that conversation if someone hasn't paid you for 60 days or so? Yeah, yeah, no. but It goes back to what you said, though, where we were talking about how you can avoid it. And I liked the fact that you brought up your contracts because they are gold dust at the end mm. of the day, because they are every kind of fundamental value that you can offer. That's your buffer. That's your safety net. But what I found really interesting was, okay, so Ipsy's event, National Freelancers Day, Adam Kay was the keynote. And I found it, he was so funny. Adam Kay is the guy that but, wrote, this is going to hurt. Isn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah. So he was talking about his book and it's reading cool about his book. Fantastic book, worth a read. <laughs> But um, what he said to everyone, and someone in the audience did ask him the question around this, was um, he said what he does in his contract is he'll say that there's a 10% charge that's already Mm. fixed on there. If you then pay within a certain amount of time, then it's discounted. So it means that it's... Right, yeah. So I could say that my child, my my day rate, so my day rate's £5,000. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I could say that it was like 5500 
to like start it off. But if you pay within a certain amount of time, yeah, then it so. would be five thousand. Right. Yeah. yeah. So working the other way instead of charging on top, yeah. working backwards. Taking That's interesting. But I thought yeah. that was such a good idea. Yeah, probably, yeah. And if it's in the contracts, and you can go up to them and wave them in the face, and be like, "Hey yeah, guys, exactly. where's my money? Thank you. Here's Thank a you discount. for that extra ten yeah. percent. And here's a discount. Get the psychology yeah. right. Who's yeah. the it's real winner here? <laughs> I think that that's in, since um, Adam K did that talk mm. we were all there weren't we we mm. all listened to it it was really interesting and so funny he um because he said that I, i've been speaking to freelancers and saying you know adam k said this do you do that and like even my mum who's a freelancer she said she does that like she oh. so her her was <laughs> tricking the book yeah honey. <laughs> she was like it's a really good trick that it works it's across all industries it's not just like your creative industries that might be able to do that anyone in any industry can definitely and like apply that principle. Definitely. Yes. I'd, so I'd love it. to say that you heard it here first, but apparently we heard it here third. So <laughs> be sure to try it if you're listening. <laughs> so Ryan, you said about um, what Ipsy have done about campaigning for the small business commissioner. I know it's Fiona Dickey now who's kind of oh, taken interim over. Yeah, interim, like, like yeah, the caretaker yeah. manager, as it were. Um, I've briefly just been on holiday. So if anything has changed in the last five days, <laughs> do update me. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so I just wondered, like, what can the government actually do currently how are they getting involved in late payment do they care i think they definitely care and they're starting to realize that this is a big issue and i think um as napoleon once said we are a nation of shopkeepers i think oh my word. um you know i think all the parties do appreciate that small businesses are really the backbone of the country and that includes freelancers There's five million self-employed people in the country now and i think governments start to five million five, well yeah pretty much just under just under um <laughs> And I think the government are starting to really realise how important they are to the economy. And so they're, they're taking notice. And I think Theresa May passed a couple more. Um, there's a small bits of tweaks to legislation as she left uh, the Houses of Parliament around late payment, mm -hmm. strengthening the role of the Small Business Commissioner. Right. And, uh, yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll have some more legislation around more stringent fines and a system like the traffic light system in yeah. due course. I wonder how much freelancers are aware of the Small Business Commissioner and what they can do for freelancers because, you know, we speak to freelancers all the time about this and they never seem to mention the Small Business Commissioner. So maybe it's not even, you know, a, an well aware thing. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think it's particularly well publicised beyond, you know, boring people like us who, you know. <laughs> who spend a lot of time Speak talking yourself, about the Small Business Commissioner, yeah. So um, we actually have some questions oh, that have cool. been sent in from freelancers. The first one is, how stern should I be in my, my communications with late paying clients? Okay, well, stern is an interesting term. I guess, uh, you know, you don't have to be rude, of course. You should just be firm and polite. You know, at the end of the day, you're not being paid. The client has... And in a lot of circumstances, the client will explain yeah. why they haven't paid you on time, mm -hmm. possibly even before you haven't actually... So they might say, oh, I can't pay you this day. I'm going to pay you next Thursday instead of this Thursday, for instance. And they will handle it very well. I'm not saying they won't. But if they don't and you're trying to chase that up, you need to be firm, um, knowing your rights, be polite as possible, of course. But this is a, a relationship that you want to keep going. So there is that in, on your mind, potentially. But it it also depends on the context. If they have really, if they've you know they haven't paid you for sixty days, go in all guns blazing and copy and paste some legal text in if you can, and mm. be as stern as possible. But if it's a few days, you know it, it depends on the context, depends on the client. But you need to know your rights and be very firm. But you know hold yourself well as well. Right? Could you also take back your work as well, though? I mean, like if you're a designer. 
just saying, no, you can't publish that on your website until I'm paid. Well, I, I don't see why not. If you've got it, you know, you've got your trademarks and everything, and because um, if it ended up in a small claims court, you'd probably win if they're mm. in that regard. Yeah. So yeah, totally. If you would withdraw your work, you know, it's only difficult if, if, if you can. Yeah, yeah, if you can. If you can't withdraw your work, I don't think of an example. Like if you, um, if you've already built the house. If, yeah, if you've already yeah, built the house, totally, you can't yeah. then come back and yeah, say, "Well, I'm try and get that down." Gonna live in that house now. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> but um, back to the questions again. So somebody else actually said, "How far can they backdate?" So if they were never paid for their work years ago, can they still chase? I mean, that's it's a difficult, you know, it's a difficult one to answer. Um, I don't know about the potential sort of legal, uh, how far you can go back or anything. You know, if it's six months, you know, it's per, you know, you're perfectly within your right. But then, if you feel like you should be paid for something, and it's two years later, hypothetically, you do a bit of branding that ends up on the side of a red bus in London and yeah. you haven't been paid and it's three years later and you've only just noticed for whatever reason. <laughs> chase them up, you know. Chase the bus. Chase the <laughs> bus. Yeah, be sure to chase that bus. <laughs> but, you know, it depends, again, on context, but, you know, it, there's no harm in trying and especially if you owed quite a lot of money from quite something quite public. Yeah. And in, or, you know, you could produce something that is used years later yeah. and you're not being paid for. I think Jay-Z got done by an Egyptian musician for using a very small piece of his music on a song I can't repeat the name of here. But, um, and, he, and he got his money and it was like 15 years later. Um, and I don't see why there's a difference. So Yeah, no, it doesn't matter if you're Jay-Z or just Jess from... Fazy on the mic. We've got a, a final question. This person's written in. They said, I didn't have a contract when I did some freelance work. But I do have proof of my work. Can I still claim payment? Yeah, totally. Why not? Can you? Well, I, I think you should try. Certainly, um, and it's obviously a lot harder without a contract. The contract is the is key. Uh, a lot of your rights, as Faye said, are sort of enshrined in the contract. The yeah. contract is your buffer, is what I think what you said. Which is yeah, quite yeah. Um, still that. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, make sure you, if you can, make sure you have a contract. But you know, if you have other proof of work. No, there's no harm in trying, you know, you should try and use that as much as possible as well. But mm -hmm. definitely try and get that contract out, you know, and sorted out and signed. That's really interesting. I think late payment is something that everyone kind of speaks to us about. We're constantly being asked, like, about late payment. So I think that's answered some questions. And I would take away from that that I will always add 10% to my invoice and then offer them a 10% discount if they pay me on time. I'm mm, sure that yeah. I would try and do that. I can't because I'm employed. So <laughs> thank you so much for coming in, Ryan. Right. I really enjoyed that conversation. And thanks for answering those questions that some of our listeners have actually sent in. Yeah, oh, yeah. thanks, nice. Ryan. I look, I look forward to seeing you in the office in very plain clothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all we've got time for today. Listen to Freelance Party Broadcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and most other podcast platforms. Like, share and subscribe. And don't forget to leave us a review. This is the podcast of Freelance Corner, the online platform for the UK's freelancers that is launching soon. Keep an eye on freelancecorner.co.uk so you are the first to know when we launch.